because you know what these people also like when you're doing self-discovery it's not just about what you can offer or what you are already good at it's finding out what you can be good at as well welcome to live it ph the podcast that helps you live your life to the fullest by giving practical tips on business fitness and happiness proudly made in the philippines now here's your host ken lizardo Welcome to Live It PH. The PH stands for Philippines and the Live It stands for living your life to the fullest. Guys, today is a very special day because this is going to be the first episode where we have a special guest on the podcast. And I'm super excited to introduce to you a TV and radio personality, an events host and events specialist. And she is, of course, an entrepreneur as well. And get this, guys, second lieutenant of the Philippine Army Command Reserve who was also Miss Earth Philippines Air 2018. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the beautiful, the talented, the incredible Z Saldua. Oh my gosh, Ken. I thought you were going to lose all of the adjectives to me. Thank you so much. I'm a pack on the reserve, actually, so don't worry about it, right? Okay. <laughs> no, I'll wait for it later. You know, like, uh, I'm, I'm really happy that you accepted it. I'm, I'm really honored that... Um, you're actually the first guest on my Thank podcast. You. I feel so honored. I feel so uh, honored to do that. The honor is mine, and and I'm pretty sure a lot of people would be excited to hear you finally uh, on a podcast. Is this is this your first time to to be part of a podcast? Of a podcast, yes. So I guess we're both first timers of each other. So I'm happy about that. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Popping and the I, cherry. <laughs> I, I love my. I I really feel like uh, a lot of people are gonna uh, be able to take. Away, away a lot of value from, from this episode because today we're going to be focusing on a specific group of people. And actually, now is a time where this category of people should expand, especially during what's happening to uh, our country, not just our country, but r- literally the entire world, this whole COVID-19 pandemic. It literally stopped our country's economy uh, like to a strict halt. And a lot of people probably are looking for ways to be able to provide for the family, to earn more and stuff like that. So we're, we're talking about freelancers. Uh, I mean, you and I, we know what freelancing is all about. Uh, before I actually did my training and, and uh, my training company and my real estate company, I, I was absolutely a, a freelancer. Um, and you are, of course, the goddess of oh freelancers. <laughs> Before we actually try to help people solve a predicament that that is really uh, rampant right now, why don't you go ahead and you know, why don't you tell everyone what your story is? I mean, how did you get into freelancing? What kind of freelancing do you do and the works? Okay, so basically, when I think about freelancing, a lot of people here in the Philippines would probably connect it with being a racketista, someone who just loves doing rackets. But it's more than just that. It's kind of like going into business for yourself being a self-entrepreneur and I've always been business-minded ever since I was a kid because my parents were business people and I've never seen them actually have a nine-to-five job like never so I never really imagined myself having a nine-to-five job but it really started when I was 16 I was still in college and I was just accepting all these type of side hustles like writing a script for someone or doing a video for someone maybe well that was also the age that i started hosting and even writing well i'm i'm just going to admit this but i even wrote essays for some people that in school 
<laughs> you are a true entrepreneur. That's what you are. <laughs> I'm out, there's out, they're outsourcing that to me. So why not? Why not? Right. And that just that type of hunger that you just want to be able to earn for yourself. Because when you're a kid at 16, at that time, my generation, it was more on, I just need the money right now. I'm not trying to focus on building who I am in terms of a name or trying to get to fame because social media wasn't like the biggest thing at that point. It was just about earning enough to be independent and buying whatever I wanted as someone who was 16 and trying to get as much experience as I can until I get to adulthood and figuring out what I want to do in life. So it's been around 12 years of hosting. That's the only thing that really stuck from everything that I've been I've been experimenting as, as a 16 year old. And then when I got into my 20s, especially after college, and I had to meet so many different people, I, I admit I did enter the employment cycle for seven months. Wow. I'm proud to say seven months because I wow. didn't think that would even last that long. That's it that's was... that's short. But um, just so you know, I'm sh I, I, I only took <laughs> I've I've been employed twice, and those two employments lasted not more than a month each. So not more than one month. Exactly. I'm like, ooh, first day, ooh, employed. I'm so good, da, 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 and all of these. And what after that week, I'm like, I can't it? wait, but resign. Ah, uh, well, I will, I did call center um, okay, while I was doing okay. voiceover. While I was doing voiceover, I was like, yeah, man, voiceover, I'm earning as much as a manager for 15 minutes a week. But then I feel like I'm, I'm wasting so much time. So I decided to be employed and I'm like, mm -hmm. whatever, what I'm, what I'm <laughs> earning for 15 minutes a week is way more than what I'm earning in the call center. So, so I decided to resign like after a week of being in it. Yeah. That's yeah. It. <laughs> my, my first job was actually related to what I have been doing. So I was with a radio station mm. and they had like all these type of radios. And then I got hired to be a DJ, but at the same time helping with marketing and sales. So I thought it would be a really great opportunity for me to build my hosting from radio, but it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. Like mm. most radio stations, what people know is that you get in there for like three to four hours and then you're out. But the job that I had, you were required to have an eight hour job. So you can't just be a DJ. You have to contribute in a different way. Oh, I, I, I did not know that. Actually, what the, the perception that you said, I thought that was how it works. Uh, but yeah. can, is it OK if you tell us more about that? I didn't know that no, it was yeah, supposed to be eight, eight hours. Yeah, basically. Um, this company is very well known. They have seven radio stations and seven more than seven, maybe. And at that time, it was really a nine to five job. And I was handling an FM station, but it was only for provincial areas. So at that time, they were saying, OK, you can go on as a DJ from Tuesday and Thursday, four hours a pop. And then the rest of the week, you don't need to be on the radio. You just have to help us with other things like marketing sales and so on. So I said, okay, let me let me try that. As long as you give me a little bit of freedom to accept hosting gigs and everything, then I don't mind. And they gave me a little bit of a, it's a good package. You know, for someone who's a fresh graduate, I was able to negotiate for 20,000 a month plus allowance. Wow, so yeah, that's not bad, man. It's not, not a bad for a fresh graduate. <laughs> but I mean, I was no ordinary fresh graduate. I already had experience of someone who's yeah. been working in the field for more than a year. So that's true. But still, I said, maybe that's how life is supposed to be. Maybe I'm supposed to get a job because that's what adults usually do get a job. But then yes. 
like you. I was like, hell no, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to. I can't do this. So much of my time. Like I'd rather do something efficient for a day than try to make my whole week efficient with little, little tasks just so that I can and, feel busy. And it, it's, this is not a knock, uh, to employees, not at all, because not you know, all, each, each of us, I mean, each of us have a certain capacity to do things. Um, maybe you and I, we have very, lim uh, very limited capacity to actually be employed. <laughs> stay, stay in, uh, you know, stay within the four corners. But, you know, to be honest, I really am kind of jealous of some of the employees who still get to work from home, because uh, now I feel that I'm not getting any income that's regular, whether or not I'm working, as long as I'm on my laptop, hmm. but but because everything else stopped for me, you know, all of my sources of income as an entrepreneur or as a as a freelancer is way low before than last year. Like maybe eighty percent of it has gone just because of this pandemic, and hmm. that's why that's where oh my gosh, I wish I had a stable job comes in, you know. So yeah, yeah. there's pros and cons to everything including this type of hustle and it depends on the person whether or not they enjoy it because there are so many people who love the nine to five like they're just happy with it good for you you did mention that that uh, nowadays um it, it's pretty difficult with with the for for businesses right now mm -hmm. and i also feel for the companies that have to lay off a lot of their employees mm -hmm. and even more, I feel for those who have been laid off, and I think this is this is a good tie-in to us talking about freelancing in general. Because uh, you you and I were, were chatting before we actually started the episode that I think this is the time where the freelancing uh, category is going to be. I think it's it's this is the time where it expands because yes. a lot of companies um, are trying to. You know, let go of people to be able to cut their costs low, which means they have to depend on outsourcing uh, whatever they need to who freelancers, of course. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, you, as someone who's been uh, in the freelancing world for quite some time, uh, can you can you tell us like let, let's let's give a hand to those people who might be considering probably doing freelancing simply because they don't know what else to do and mm -hmm. if that's the kind of person that's listening right now what do you think are the first steps that they should do um mm -hmm. if they want to continue to earn and uh, provide for their families well let me just say this first of all welcome to the freelancing world everybody <laughs> it is scary but still very very fulfilling and it may or may not work for you you can't just expect like yes i'm just going to go in there and then it's just going to work because a lot of the freelancers really had to build up to where they are today like me even as a host i started with 1500 as um as a talent fee and then look at me now i'm not going to tell you wow. the exact number you can pee on me if you want to hire tell me them. No. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's really going to be a building process, and you can't expect anything to do to to happen overnight. So for those who are getting into the freelancing world, I think this is the best opportunity for you to figure out what really works for you. What is it that you are good at, and maybe it's time for you to experiment because so many people go into the job, like the job world, without really figuring out if they enjoy it or not. You know. We have so many college students who just took whatever course seemed convenient, closest to what they like, or they were made by their parents, and they never really got to find out, oh, maybe I should be doing this because I'm good at that. 
because they didn't experiment enough. And no matter how old you are, if you are laid off or you have the extra time, this is the best time to really try and learn and experiment, explore. These are the things that will make you know yourself more. This is a time for self-discovery because if you don't try it, you're never going to know whether or not you like it or you're good at it. Hosting was not something I planned for. I really knew that I knew how to talk, but I wasn't thinking like hosting as a career. No, I never thought of that. I just thought that I would be someone like a lawyer or someone who could really use their gift of gab. And then when I tried hosting, because my teachers were like, you speak English very well. Can you do this for us? And then I was like, okay. Then my friend got me as a host for her debut. I said, okay, sure, why not? Just as long as there's a program flow, let me try it. And she gave me $1,500. And I was like, what? You can get money from this? Oh my God, <laughs> I'm that good? You would pay me to do this? Honestly, like this was not a career that I planned. But mm -hmm. because I was so willing to experiment everything, like going out there, talking to different people. If you can go on YouTube, everything is free. If you can talk to certain people in your in your circle of friends, like let's say I'm a friend of yours and you want to know how hosting works just to figure out whether this is something that you're interested in and maybe try something even if it's online. So the first thing that people should do is really find out what they're passionate about or what they're good at. If they have a hobby, maybe they can find a way to even make money out of their hobby because yeah, that's exactly. the dream, right? Doing something that you love for money and for I, I your think... own fulfillment. Exactly. And I think this is the perfect time because I, I feel like, you, honestly, we are being forced to mm -hmm. revisit or to find or to revisit. Is it revisit or to to actually rediscover our center during this yeah. times where when we are stuck here uh, at home? I mean, uh, I mentioned in my previous episode that, you know, a lot of people are still doing work from home. But we all know that work from home for most people is just a fraction of what real work is when you're yeah. in the office, right? Because there's a lot of time. You, you, you've got everything uh, that you'd want to experience at home. Well, I do, at least. I don't know for other people. But um, you, that, that's exactly right. You, it's it's self-discovery is what has to be done right now. And I, I would say this, like, self-awareness doesn't mm. come magically. Yeah, There has to be an action. It has to be, it, we have to actually choose to look introspectively and to see like okay what is it what is it that makes me tick what is it that i'm actually good at where mm -hmm. people can pay me to do because especially sa mga na na layout jan na layoff jan diba i mean I, it doesn't even have to be something that they're used to like if they're let's say into manufacturing it doesn't have to be related to manufacturing exactly because people yeah. people honestly uh, majority of people who go find jobs they find they take a job out of necessity not out of want exactly. but like you said the dream is to be able to earn from your passion and mm -hmm. not from your not just sweat period right yeah. So, <laughs> and after that, you're exactly. like, oh, but, I mean, <laughs> this is an example. I mean, like for us, we, we love speaking. And mm -hmm. the fact that we're able, that people are willing to pay us for our speaking is, is amazing to me. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, being stuck at home, does that, you, you said it yourself, the gigs go down. In fact, they're mm -hmm. zero while, while ECQ and even GCQ is up. Yeah. Baka next year pa talaga magkakaroon ng real events and you know go back to our own stuff. 
But that doesn't mean that we can't do anything today to be able to prepare us for the next level later on. Right. Yes. And so, even try to help evolve it more so. Because you know what? These people also like when you're doing self-discovery, it's not just about what you can offer or what you are already good at. It's finding out what you can be good at as well. And there are so many people right now, they're experimenting into baking. And then they're like, you know what? I actually bake really well. Yes. Why not just sell my leche flan or why not just because being an, a freelancer doesn't necessarily have to be into events or like a graphic designer who does it on, on the side as a hustle. It's it can be something even so traditional as a buy and sell kind of thing. So, you know what? I, I I like to pick up on that. I, I think that that is absolutely right. A lot of I, when people think freelance um, as well, at least to those people who are not familiar with freelancing, when they think freelance, they think of the glamorous freelance jobs that they yeah. see on mm -hmm. social media. <clears throat> right. So like, for example, hosting. Ah, oh, that's so glamorous. That's freelancing. And you get yeah. speaking engagements and all of these things. But the fact of the matter is freelancing is basically just being able to get paid for a service that you're doing without mm -hmm. having to have a boss over you yes. right yeah yes. th th that's all it is and and for it's typical th th this generation where we live in now it's so typical that um we get intimidated by what freelancing is because of what we see on social media so i always also it, though also though it's not just what we see on social media though like i would mm -hmm. like to build up on that they're afraid of having that unstable uncertainty there not mm. like when you're in a job you know that you're going to be getting paid on the 15th yeah. and 30th but when you're yeah. a freelancer if you don't work you don't earn so it's, mm. a, it's a little bit of pressure because it does feel like oh i need to find these clients i need to find a way to get more not like when you're in a job you have that stability you don't you know where your next paycheck is coming uh, could you? Why don't you share us? Can you share us to us? Like, what is the proper attitude? If you, if let's say yes, okay, fine, I'm gonna give this freelancing thing a shot. What do you think yeah. is the proper attitude to be able to to set yourself up for success in the freelancing world? I think right now people are. You know what? Let's just put it down to Filipinos. Filipinos are so creative and they find so many solutions to so many problems. And if they just find a way to become more entrepreneurial and finding solutions and finding what I'm good at or what access do I have? Like maybe I have access to someone who has a supply of meat and then I'm just gonna start selling it online. That's a big business already and that's already part of freelance. What people need to know is don't just scroll down. Your, your whole attitude should be, I'm excited to find out what's out there. And whenever you go online, it should be with intent. Don't just scroll because you're bored, but scroll to find something interesting that could inspire you, that can motivate you, that it can even spark an idea saying, you know what, I actually have a solution to this sort of problem that people apparently are uh, relating to. Because if you see all of these groups on Facebook, they also post like, what's the best, where's the best place to get cupcakes um, in this type of thing? And then you're like, you know what? I actually know how to bake cupcakes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And then I'm gonna try to sell it at cheaper prices than what they've been spiking up recently. Like a whole, uh, like six cookies are, is now like 500 pesos. How is that happening? How? <laughs> I'm gonna just buy myself a ready mix and do it in my home. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, but that's the thing. You can solve problems and make money out of it. People need to get that. I'm excited because this is the time where you have no other responsibilities other than to yourself.
Exactly. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you were talking about finding a meat supplier and all these things. Uh, I, I live in the South. I almost said we're exactly where I live. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the South and uh, it's in the private community. And I'm like, people right now, they don't want to go out. So you know what I did? We, Me and my wife were able to find a supplier of Benguet vegetables all the way from Baguio. They would deliver us a, a ton of vegetables, right? And then what we do is we would basically supply to our community and that See? has been our our source of our sole source of income throughout this entire ECQ vegetables i mean if you look at me if you know my history where is vegetables other than my <laughs> diet <laughs> it's like it's just that it's like that's i only do that when i'm on when i'm on a strict diet right yeah, so i'm yeah. like it could be anything and anything that has to be that has to do with solving a problem for someone else. That is a very noble way to to go about your freelancing uh, activities. Because yes. it's not about finding something that's unique. It's just finding a solution to any problem that's already existing. Because when you find something that's that's what people are thinking about when they want to think, oh, I want to make a new business. I have to find something that's unique, something that you've never seen before. But that's the wrong way to go, because when you find something unique, that means you have to convince people that they actually need it. You know, there's that convincing process and you have to educate people about what that product or what that service is, unlike something that's already existing and you know that there's a need for it. And when you start experimenting or even finding new hobbies, like my dad, my dad, mm. my mom and my dad, um, we have a recruitment agency, right? And my dad just started farming in this in this empty lot next to our house that nobody owns. And when he started farming, he was like, you know what? I want to have another business that actually sells fresh vegetables. <laughs> and he got so serious. He started learning about doing that online. He started asking me like, is there a way that we can sell these vegetables online? I'm like, hell yeah, you can sell anything online nowadays, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it all boils down to being able to choose a specific thing, right? And I, Look, at, let, let, let's start from the top. It's like, okay, fine. I'm going to do this freelancing thing. It's You you mentioned earlier, it's about self-awareness. It's about self-discovery, being able to find out what you're good at. And sometimes when people think about what they're good at, they, they think of specific talent, if you will, like yeah. writing, dancing, <laughs> dancing, singing, speaking, and all of these things. But I, I would always tell that there's like, like even my wife, my wife is an artist, but right now she she's basically the biggest, the, the big boss of our manufacturing company. Right. Yeah. And how can an artist do that? that that's like you're, you're 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 basically talking to um, people that are far from your demographic. But that's because she had the talent to be able to adjust. Right. Mm. Adjusting very well and absorbing information is a talent. So if you are that kind of person, try to find out. It doesn't have to be like the show showbiz kind of talent, right? Find out what you're good at and find a way to be able to choose a, a kind of industry where you can actually develop and, and move forward in the freelancing world. And then after that, uh, just go balls to the wall. Just like your, your dad, what your dad did, he just became, he was just so obsessed. And then you got to be obsessed with you something to, if, yeah. you if you want to be great at it. Right? True. Have you watched True. Have you watched The Last Dance, Michael have, Jordan documentary? Yes, yes. It is just so insane. 
he, yeah. he that man is a maniac. If you talk about obsession, that's what it is. But at the same time, when you want to be the best, then you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of things, even the things that you want to do, which yeah. is maybe your need to be secure or your need yeah. to be liked by other people, your, mm -hmm. your need for comfort. We gotta we, we we gotta sacrifice that for the, for the bigger goal, uh, especially nowadays where we're forced to to find ourselves to find our center in in the confines of our home. The confines, the legana. Yeah, the confines. confines of our home. It sounds <laughs> it so true. sad. It's true. It is completely true. It's about so that that is. Let's just put a number on it. That is the very first step to find out who you are, what you can do, and experiment to figure out what other hidden talents you have not unlocked yet and then mm -hmm. find a way to sell it online or provide it as a service to other people and then the second part the second step is to really go and when you're going on social media or when you're watching a movie like or if you watch the documentary the last dance find having the intent not to just be entertained or just waste time but also the intent of learning from whatever you are consuming and figuring out whether this can spark, motivate, or inspire you to do something about it. And then the third step was would really just set it up and then go on social media and start blasting it off, start marketing off, and then maybe even let your friends know so that they can promote you as well. My, I have a friend, she, she owns a very, very successful eyelash lounge. And right now, she can't do that because it's a very face-to-face -face service, right? She can't yeah. just do that. So instead, she did two things. She found um, an item like a robe that would actually complement the brand of that company, and she pivoted and started selling it. And then a portion wow. of that would go to her uh, would go to frontliners. And another part is that she said, "Oh, I have another side business, girl. If you wanna buy pasta, really, really good pasta." Let me know. And I said, you know what? I'm going to support you. I'm going to buy that pasta. And uh, so th that's great because e even if, even if your main business model is, is it stops, I mean, a real entrepreneur, right? A, which is, a, let's face it, a freelancer is basically an entrepreneur. Uh, yes. Well, the, the beginnings of an entrepreneur. It can be the beginning stage of being an entrepreneur. A true entrepreneur will always find a way to be able to move forward regardless of whatever is happening right now. And you were talking about, you know, uh, asking your friends, yeah, talking to your friends about the things that, uh, that, that, that you're doing to, help, to ask them to support you. But there's also this reality, right? That especially for people who who do not who's it, it's not natural for them to network, right? Yeah. What what advice can you give those people um, who are not used to networking in terms of how they're going to be able to start doing it and how to not mess it up maybe in the beginning? You know what? I really just want to say get over it because you have no choice. You have no choice. We already eliminated the fact that you don't have to see them in person and get rejected face to face. You know what I mean? Like it's so much, it's, it, I don't know about you, but for me, it hurts less that they don't talk to me uh, or I get rejected online rather than face to face. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So people mm -hmm. just, I mean, if they want to, if they are not good at networking, then I'm sure that if they have people that they love, that it's impossible that they don't have a friend one friend and that friend can share to a couple of people and they're not shy about sharing online mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's 
just finding the people you are comfortable with, let them support you. Because I don't really, Filipinos right now are so into social media and they share like crazy. Mm. I really don't believe that any of them are too shy to network because the simple fact of posting is a sort of networking already. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, of, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's it's also important to also for them to to figure out what to post, right? I mean, because we, we we talk about like yeah, people post, yeah, people share a lot, especially Filipinos. Why do then that gives us the questions like why do they share a certain thing and not share another? Then mm-hmm. that gives us like maybe it gives them value. So what kind of value do you think um, people who are fr- who are new in the freelancing world, what kind of value do you think they can give to the people who are on social media right now? When it comes to posting, it doesn't necessarily have to be value as in knowledge like you and me, like what we're doing right Mm -hmm. now with this podcast. Mm -hmm. What people are doing right now, I feel, is going to change the culture of, oh, I'm too shy to post about this or talk about myself because nobody has a chance anymore. In order for you to post, you just have to know that you're not promoting anything to be mayabang or anything to be arrogant it's just to post so that you want to provide something for another having that type of mindset like i'm trying to help you guys and help myself at the same time is going to help them a lot and get over it because the value could value could be different things value could be entertainment something that i just want to make people laugh value could be information which is actually number one on the net people love to search how to do this or what about this or certain topics and the second one is to actually provide a product that people need or a service that people need mm-hmm. so if, if you're asking about what to post depending on what they're trying to do it's just hey everybody if you need this which i know you do and this is your problem i have a solution here you go it's really so basically what you're saying is attention is really important nowadays. And the thing is, if you don't start trying to get attention, you'll never get it just because, we, you know, I mean, that, this is where the perfectionists actually um, have a headache. Right. Because a lot of perfectionists, they, they want to I mean. I used to be a perfectionist. I mean, there's still a big part of me that's still a perfectionist. I do. I think. Yeah. I think you have that side of of, of yours too. At the same time, sure. right? But, sure. but, but these are the times where we have to force ourselves to just go out and let people know what we're doing. Sometimes people. Sometimes you'll have a hundred likes. Sometimes you'll have one like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, but at the end of the day, even if these people don't like it, when they scroll through their their their, their uh, what do you call this their feed, they will know that that's what you're about. And when yeah. the time comes and they actually need your service, they will know who to go to. You will now be one of the list. You're you'll be probably top five of the list if that's what they keep seeing, right? That's I already mean, called branding. That's branding it, in itself already. Exactly. Right. For example, um, I have been inactive in Facebook for the past two years, I think, right? Before I was inactive, my posts, like stupid posts, really, would get 150 to 200 likes. Like, absolutely stupid posts. But now, I would share stuff like my podcast, and I would get 40, 50. And and that's a testament to me letting go of my network. And I think now, right now is the perfect time for people to revisit their network, let them see and uh, let let them be seen rather and be heard so that later on when people get start getting used to it and that engagement is going to start going up. Honestly, my first post about my podcast was like 20 likes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> and like it's steadily going I, up. I don't think it's because they don't like what you're posting or yeah. it's different than what you're posting. It's just that different things attract different people. Mm-hmm. So and maybe also, the 40 are actually into podcasts or are actually really happy for you. And that doesn't mean that the other people who don't like it are not going to eventually like it more because they might see a topic that you talk about or maybe they might say, oh, sh- he's interviewing a beauty queen who's an army lieutenant too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, want to listen to that. You know what I mean? Uh, like, maybe it's just your, photo, your photo is going to be in the teaser just to be able oh, to get okay. those likes. <laughs> It's like different ways to attract a different market. And you can't just feel bad about it if nobody likes that certain thing. So everybody has to just, you know, but, you know, as much as we are giving advice for this, I think it's already happening. The culture is different. Before, not many people post about I'm providing you a service or a product. And now there are so many people doing it. Even us as freelancers, as, as, um, as let's say, events or voiceovers before we're not really too much into trying to get our content out there as as um like a lot of content we just post like hey we had an event like this hey we did this and then now we see all of these other people doing different kinds of content who do the same thing as us and they're doing it regularly and they're getting some type of interaction from it or engagement and then that's why we're saying you know what i want to do that too i want to be able to provide that too because i can so people are becoming more outspoken or or um, adventurous in, in getting into the digital world because other people and so many people are doing it now. Even the people that they're not used to. Like I've seen so many friends go from posting about, like you, what you said, stupid shit. And then now they're posting about, hey, I'm selling sashimi, y'all. You better go and buy it from me. You know what I mean? Like this basketball dude, he's a varsity. I don't know him as a varsity guy. And he's my brother's friend, and now he's selling sashimi. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that. I've been craving for some sushi too. So it's just about. I'm just happy that people are becoming more outgoing on social media and telling them I am providing this and providing that. Yeah, I think also because you know th- this is this whole thing is base is almost like a vi- a viral post, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just all about waiting for what clicks when it comes to what y- you put out there, right? But going back to the freelancing thing, I think, again, it, it's really important for people to know how to be able to reconnect with the people that they have lost connection with since mm. they stopped being active on Facebook for two years. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, because you mentioned, yeah, it's not because they're not interested or they don't like me, but I think also it's because hindi na sila sanay na nakikita ako sa Facebook. So even yeah. yung interaction nila with me, Nawala na. Yung, yung, yung the habit of interacting with me is gone, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm going to have to build up to that. And I think one, one thing that the freelancers have to understand is that you have to be able to keep showing yourself to the people on the, uh, looking at their screens. Because if not, then because out of sight, out of mind. Out of mind. Yeah, exactly. Right? You have exactly. to continue to be seen by their eyeballs to actually have hold any position in their brains, which they which is very limited, right? I mean, yeah. these, these these things, the slots on our heads are limited to just the people that we need. And that's sure. a fact. And when I say need, I'm not talking about provisions. I'm talking about my need for entertainment, my need for laughter, my need for 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 uh, spiritual feeding, my need for information, and all of these things. So we got to be out there and see which one is actually going to consume my content or buy my service. So mm-hmm. 
before anything else, I, I just can't stop looking at this accolade right here. The second lieutenant of the <laughs> Philippine Army okay, Command yes, Reserve. Yes. What's the deal, Z? What is a beauty queen? What? Why is a beauty queen part of the Army Command Reserve? <laughs> well, the thing is, I've always been someone who wanted to be a part of the action. I, my uncle was actually part of the United Nations, uh, but more in the military service rather than in the admin service. And he always taught me to be a badass kind of girl. Like I've never been really a, a girly girl in that sense. Like he taught me how to hold a gun, how to shoot a gun before I even <laughs> learned how to walk in heels, you know? <laughs> so it's already instilled in me at some point. And when I got into college and we had ROTC or CWATS, I chose ROTC because I wanted to learn like how to survive. I wanted to learn how to fend for myself, um, do certain things and really experience more about being patriotic because I came from the Middle East. I moved here when I was 13 and being a part of ROTC kind of helped build that love of nation factor. And a few years ago, I think it was three years ago, I was invited by the Philippine Army to host their senior leaders conference. Um, so this organizer, Miss Kathy, she told me, hey, do you want to, uh, are you able to do this? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? And then when I did it, I just learned so many things from the army and they got me regularly as a host. And I did, I did different events, serious events, um, talent events, a lot, birthday parties. And you just got to know the story of these army men and women. And I was just so inspired by their story. And I said, I wanted to be a part of this type of family. And I just, and I've been seeing so many uh, teens and people who are my age who just don't love their country enough or don't feel that they should be able to fend, fend for themselves or even protect their country if need be, you know? So being a part of the reservist also, the, the reserve command is not just about whether or not you're going to be there during a war or during during a problem. 80% of what we do as reservists are community service, building relationships with different communities and those who really need it. So we have so many things because right now we're not at war necessarily with any kind of country, right? We're not at war. We do have an insurgency problem like all of the rebels out there, but it's not a day-to-day -day basis. It's not, it's not eminent in the entire Philippines. And what the reserves do or the reservists, we actually help provide community service to all of these other um, either indigent groups or like right now you see a lot of army people or reservists who are helping out the poor or those who are in Tondo, Manila, who lost their, lost their houses in the fire. So, so there, I guess it married my love of nation, my love of the Filipino people and the fact that I love helping out. So if you look at it between a beauty queen and someone who's in the army, we're similar because beauty queens also love the country. That's why we want to represent the country. And another part is we love community service and love helping people. And that's what the army does. And the third is we do have training. Both sides have training and both of them are in their own respects difficult at to a certain level. One may be more than the other, but they both have difficult training that you have to put your time, commitment and effort in. So it wasn't really a big change. The only thing is I had to trade my heels for boots and instead of a gown, it was fatigues. And instead of makeup, I put just sunscreen so that I don't get burnt under the sun. So it really wasn't, it really wasn't you know, a big change for me, especially so, someone who's coming from a very rough background where all my cousins were guys. Uh, apparently, it, it, it's, 
it still wasn't a big change in terms of visuals because like I saw your photos in those camos and I'm like that that is still a beauty king. That is still a beauty king right there in those camos. There's not much change either on that in that area. But uh, you know what while you were while you were sharing, you know, the journey into into that uh the, the journey of going into the Army Command Reserve about uh, love of country, uh, love of community service and all these things. I think at the same time, I'm like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, yeah, this is a brave girl right here. And oh, yeah. I want to I, I want to talk about fear real quick. I mean, because yeah. fear is one the one thing that will basically, you know, put any person who wants to move forward in chains that they cannot break. Um, at least they think they can't break it. I mean, what what is your advice to those people? Let's say because we're talking about freelancers right now, so it's like, what what's your advice to those people who are afraid to step out there and go out there and try to try to uh, rule the, their own freelancing kingdom? Okay, so for those who are just getting into the freelancing world, this is something different. So they are afraid, and those who are already in freelancing and are afraid more so of whether or not my job will be existing after this COVID. You know, like even you and I as hosts, we already know that it's going to be a long time before we have actual mm -hmm. physical events, you know? So that actually scared me to a point because I started evaluating my whole career. Should I even continue hosting? Is this something that is viable in the next few years? Am I going to be able to do that when I also have a family and kids and I need to be more of a, of a mom there or... You know, there are so many factors right now because it comes from the fear of uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen or not being able to plan because you don't know what what's going to happen later on. So in addressing that, I guess what I what I want people to avoid is paralysis, decision paralysis. Okay, That's when you are so afraid of the problem that you are not able to make a solution and you just stay there doing nothing. And that's where the self-care comes in that's where mental health comes in and you have to focus on that and not be in a rush to find a solution because everybody is like especially us freelancers 100 i know that nine out of ten freelancers are going to be like i need to do something now i feel like i'm going crazy if i'm not going to be able to do something and get money because that's also uh, another fear if i'm going to be able to earn during this pandemic or even after so i want everyone to avoid paralysis, decision paralysis. I want them to really embrace that fear and figure out all of those solutions and maybe to have more of, of a visual sense of what's going on, write it down, and then know what your next step is. Right now, I'm telling you all, as a host, I am learning that I need to pivot. I need to know how I can still earn in this type of pandemic, even if I'm not going to be able to um, host physical events. What can I do? What can I offer in terms of my talents, in terms of the service that people know me for, which is a professional host, and turn it into cash and turn it into a solution, a different, you know, you said a lot about this new norm kind of thing and everybody's trying to accept it. So let's stop fighting it. Let's just start accepting that this is a huge change and find solutions that we, uh, to these problems. Exactly. I don't want to be like trying to motivate them saying, no, don't give up, always hope. You know, I don't want to give them that, that, you know, hurrah type of mentality. I want to give you practical advice, accept what's going on, list it down, solve it one by one. And if you can't solve it, that means you need to move on. That I'm means it's done. 
Yes, because you know, and uh, I just I, I said this in a previous meeting. I had a meeting uh, two hours ago, and I said, like, you know, change is inevitable, mm -hmm. but progress is a choice. Yes, the change is always going to be there, but when it comes to actually choosing to progress right then we're the ones who's going to have to be able to to choose and to take the steps necessary to be able to do that we can either be victims of a situation or we could be heroes of our own of our own uh pandemic and yes. uh i think you address that really perfectly when it comes to actually just going forward and not allowing fear to cripple you analysis paralysis and all of these things and th that's where taking action will actually um allow us to figure out what's going to happen later on. Because honestly, when I started my podcast, I'm like, what do I know about <laughs> podcasts? <laughs> All I know is I have I have a voice like this and I can speak like this. Well, what, what, what is podcast? What is? <laughs> yeah. like, but then when you start actually start doing something and you see it in front of you, it's all of a sudden while you're seeing this product this very raw and uh, and unrefined product in front of you, you will then all all of a sudden you'll see the roadmaps that you're supposed yeah. to take to make this yeah. product look better. So it's actually acting right now, act right away, do what you have to do. Again, we'll, we'll go back to what you said as we wrap things up. It's like number one, um, just find a play, find a way, find find a way to to discover what you're good at. Once you've and done this that, also, this is also for freelancers, you know, because let's say there are hosts out there who are not sure what else that they can do. They should also explore other things like me. I'm, exactly. I'm trying to explore. Maybe I can marry my hosting skills into the new skill that I just found out about myself. There you go. And it's all about being able to being self-aware enough to recognize that things things are different now, which means you our actions have to be different as well. Because mm -hmm. if, if, if when the world changes and we don't, then we're going to be left behind. And what's going to happen? What, what happens to the things that are, that are basically left behind? History. Some yeah. history we don't even remember. We don't want to be that. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. We want to be yeah. part of a history that people will remember and use to be able to improve their own lives as well. So this goes to those who got laid off. And this also goes to the freelancers whose current jobs right now are in jeopardy or basically non-existent because yun nga, walang mga klienteng nagbabayad sa kanila for that particular skill set. There are other skill sets, 100% that you have that you can use to be able to marry into what you're doing now to find and find a way to add value to other people and hopefully get paid in the process. And yeah. then number two, you mentioned about being a like, learning how to be better at that craft and i think uh, the, all of these things is it's just simpler than most people think yeah it's not complicated you, we just got to do it and they have to again go online and watch all of these things with intent of trying to learn something or trying to motivate themselves it just can't be about i'm just going to waste my time and watching a whole series with no type of you know, no type of progress. We're not here, uh, just for the listeners, for your listeners especially, we're not here to tell everybody, get off your ass and start working right now. We all know that everyone has their own type of process to accept what's going on. And for me, I honestly, I, it took me a while to even think, you know what, maybe I should be doing something else. And everybody has to go through their own journey. I just don't want you to dwell. Just don't dwell on it, you know? Because it's, it's really hard when you dwell and you feel sorry for yourself and you take pity on yourself. It's not going to help anybody, especially you, especially if you are so into, 
I need money right now, there is a way for you to go online, go on those freelancer websites, or maybe ask someone if they need it, even if it's for a, a minimal amount. Can I do something or can you sell something? There, there are ways. Money will mm. always be there. So it's just about what you are willing to do. What are you willing to sacrifice? The operative word is do and sacrifice because yes. conti continuous movement creates momentum. When you have the momentum, nothing is going to stop you. And yeah. I and you know I think I'd like to leave uh, that as our last and final comment for this conversation. Z, thank you so much you for so being much. part really of this episode. <laughs> Me too. And you know what? This is definitely not going to be the last that you guys are going to hear from Z. I'm going to be inviting her. And if she says no, I'm going to keep inviting her until she gets tired and just say yes. <laughs> okay. Once again, thank you guys. Thank you guys for uh, listening. And I hope you guys got something out of this. Once again, let's give a big round of applause to second Ooh. lieutenant of the Philippine Army Command Reserve at Miss Earth Philippines Air 2018. The lovely, the beautiful, the exemplary, the oh my gosh, before I say attitude. other things, before I say other things that are not appropriate, let's give her a round of applause. Yeah. Thank you, Z. Okay, guys, this has been episode four of Live at PH. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you or your company would like me to train you in leadership, sales, communication, or personality development, you can email me at ken at lizardo.me. That's ken at lizardo.me. Also get to know me more on a personal level by watching my stories on Instagram. Search for at Ken Lizardo. That's it for this episode. I'll talk to you guys soon.